Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Tuesday. I hope you got some naps so that you can stay up tonight till after midnight on the East Coast when Michigan's game against UCLA will officially end. I'll give you some gambling picks here in a moment, but right off the top, I want to tell you fanduel.com slash Clay. Go get signed up. Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, West Virginia, Colorado, Tennessee, Michigan, uh, uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Virginia. Ten different states. You can get up to a $1,000 no-risk wager. Why wouldn't you do it? All you need to go do is go to fanduel.com slash clay. I got a blood bank guarantee for you boys and girls. Tap the veins. Tap them well. Blood bank hit last night. I told you to take the under in the game between Oregon State and Houston. And tonight, I am telling you to take USC plus the nine points. I gave it out this morning on the radio program. I'm going to talk about it on television on Fox Bet Live shortly. Tap the veins, boys and girls. It is going to be a big time win. Another blood bank guarantee win. I'm also on UCLA plus six and a half. I am doubling down on LA sports covering College Rivalry Edition USC and UCLA both in the Elite Eight. One plea out there. Why would you do this to kids on the East Coast? Why would you make them if they happen to be Michigan Wolverine fans they've had very little to root for in recent history because of Jim Harbaugh and before that because of a lot of not very good coaches. My wife is a Michigan grad. My kids tend to root for Michigan as a result as their Big Ten favorite school. Why would you tip this game off at 10 o'clock Eastern when you could have easily tipped it off at 7 o'clock Eastern instead? Why would you play Gonzaga going up against a West Coast team in USC? Frankly, that's probably the better game. The Zags are probably the better draw because they are right now 29-0 trying to go to 32-0. I think they swung and they missed on which game to put on at which point in time. I can speak for a lot of bleary-eyed people out there who were up late watching Arkansas uh, go head-to-head last night against Baylor that didn't end till midnight Eastern. A lot of people still got to get up early in the morning. Not everybody gets to sleep in and work from home. Why, why, why? I hate to go full Nancy Kerrigan. Would you not let the East Coast team play the early game and put the double West Coast game in the evening this doesn't seem like a crazy solution out there but there is lots of Corona Bros angry right now uh, as we roll through the program go get your bets in fanduel.com slash clay the blood bank guarantee is a guaranteed win I'm telling you it's going to hit Baylor women's basketball coach Kim Mulkey came out and said I don't think my words will matter But after the games today and tomorrow there are four teams left on the men's side and the women's side. They need to dump the COVID testing. Wouldn't it be a shame to keep COVID testing and then you got kids that end up testing positive or something and then they don't get to play in the final four. So you need to just forget the COVID test and let the four teams that are playing in each final four go battle it out. I don't know if they need to stop the COVID testing necessarily but I do know that there's no way somebody should be forced to forfeit because of a positive COVID test. That's what happened to VCU early in the year. Uh, Assuming that we get a Final Four for both the men's and the women's teams they got to play out the rest of the way even if somebody tests positive for COVID because we've got now a year's worth of data 
and I told you this and this is why I fought so hard for sports to be able to be played from Little League all the way up through the pros there's virtually no risk to these kids or their coaches. In fact, the CDC came out today and said that 80%, over 80% of the people that have been hospitalized for COVID were obese. So maybe shutting down the beaches and the gyms and all of the public parks and schools where recess is played was not the right decision Maybe those idiot experts out there who told all the fat people to go stay inside their house and keep eating Cheetos and watch Netflix which made them actually more likely to have issues with COVID if they actually contracted it as opposed to being out and about walking the trails getting exercise going to the gym being in places where they could make more healthy decisions. I got to give a prop to my dad here. My dad Uh, 75 years old at the time that COVID started. He's now 76. He dropped almost 50 pounds by just deciding you know what I'm going to get in shape. Personal responsibility the best thing he could do in his mind was get into shape given that COVID was going on and he went from he's 6'3 75 year old guy he went from 250 pounds to under 200 pounds. I mean he lost 50 pounds and he's infinitely healthier now than he was before COVID started and why couldn't everybody have adopted those kind of metrics of personal responsibility instead of allowing a nanny state to dictate everyone's behavior shutting down schools shutting down businesses tanking the economy what if we had actually made rational decisions as a general public and one of those rational decisions would have been hey if you're overweight get in better shape eat healthier which is a bigger part than even working out that would have been a tremendous message that we could have sent to the public instead of telling everybody to cower and fear and not leave their basements until finally they can get vaccinated thanks to the incredible accomplishment of Donald Trump and his team with Operation Warp Speed. But I agree with Baylor coach Kim Mulkey I think it would be a unmitigated disaster for the NCAA if Gonzaga let's say advances to the Final Four they're 30-0 they're poised to uh, be the first undefeated team since 1976 and then one or two of their players test positive asymptomatic for COVID and they have to forfeit in the Final Four and they're not allowed to try to win a championship I mean that's everything that would be wrong with the sports response to COVID and I say that as a guy who is about to go out and coach Little League Baseball for my 10-year-old. All of our sports have been playing since May and June. My kids have played soccer. They've been in school. They have played soccer. They have played basketball. They've played football. They are now playing baseball. And all those sports have been taking place. All the coaches have been there. I am one of the coaches. Zero issues. Playing outside. Great weather. Let kids learn how to live their lives and let adults hopefully learn as well. I think Baylor women's coach Kim Mulkey even though the vast majority of people in my industry won't say it she's right and I think the vast majority of people in my industry agree with her that this is total and complete crap. Uh, The NFL has expanded officially to 17 games and Importantly, Roger Goodell continuing the message from the NFL that the teams expect to have stadiums with full attendance. I am an NFL season ticket holder. 
uh, for the Tennessee Titans. They just sent out an email to us saying we only have one preseason home game this year and we get nine home football games. The New Orleans Saints are going to be the 17th uh, opponent for the Tennessee Titans. I think this is the right move. I got to give credit, immense credit to Roger Goodell, the NFL owners and everyone affiliated with the NFL because they found a way to play their full season with zero issues, zero health-related concerns. Many of the players now have either had COVID or they've been vaccinated. No serious negative consequences. And now they are expanding to 17 games which I think is the right choice because it knocks down uh, to three preseason games instead of four. I think probably the right number is one or two preseason games candidly and I think that's where the NFL should be but knocking one of those games out I think is the right decision. The NFL goes to 17 games officially in 2021 as well as I believe is going to keep the expanded playoffs so that we have seven teams in the NFC seven teams in the AFC only one team gets a bye I think that is the right choice the NFL expanding to 17 games I am ecstatic about that move and I also like the NFL extending their season in general. Mac Jones speaking of the NFL Mac Jones at Alabama and Justin Fields of Ohio State both had their pro days. Stop me if you heard this before but they looked phenomenal. Every player that has a pro day always looks phenomenal. Zach Wilson looked great at his pro day. Had one incredible throw. Everybody's trying to get their incredible throws on uh, on tape now. Uh, Mac Jones, Justin Fields both dueling to potentially be the San Francisco 49ers quarterback selected at number three. Been saying for a couple days now ever since this trade went public don't believe Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and anybody affiliated with the San Francisco 49ers when they say that they're not sure who they're going to take at number three. You don't trade up to number three because you're in like with a player. They are in love with the player. Whether it's Trey Lance, Justin Fields or Mac Jones one of those three guys is going to be the number three pick I think the number four pick I think it's likely that Arthur Smith is going to take a quarterback with the Atlanta Falcons as well. I think quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three and four and then the fifth quarterback somebody will trade up to go get them but Mac Jones and Justin Fields both stop me if you heard it before looked good uh, in their pro days and both of them likely to go I think early in the first round potentially in the top four. Did you see the story about the Nike Satan shoes? I of course did Uh, I tweeted about it and I get asked all the time by kids out there who are law school students hey I'm interested in a law review article that might impact the world of sports. There's tons of lawyers who would love to make a living associated in some way with the world of sports and here's a suggestion for many of you out there. Customize sneakers. Uh, The way this Lil Nas X uh, shoe worked was they had 666 special Nikes that they had customized that were honoring Satan. Now look, as a marketing ploy it is wildly popular. They supposedly had drops of blood in them. Uh, 666 obviously a reference to the Antichrist. Uh, It is a marketing ploy of the nth degree. But to what extent is this permissible? Nike is now suing When you buy something you can modify it. Let me give you an example. If you decide to buy for instance a car you can go make changes to that car and then because you own it you can make modifications associated with it. 
But when you start to produce limited edition versions and selling them at an extreme price and they are considered to be offensive to the overall brand itself you don't have the right to customize a trademark copyrighted IP produced product and create your own version of it to upsell for a price. And this to me is a really fascinating question because Nike has allowed this to occur for many different shoes. What is the line under which Nike is allowing customizable sneakers to exist versus when they are going to file a lawsuit demand that the shoes be destroyed and any profits be returned to them that to me is a really intriguing question uh, that goes to the essence of much of the resale market. Um, And I don't know what exactly the courts will rule based on the course of conduct that Nike has previously used as it pertains to customizable sneakers. Uh, These things have been wildly popular. They were selling for over $1,000 a pair. They sold out instantaneously But I would bet that a court would agree with Nike that this is not the best thing that could happen for Nike's brand and in fact that it creates a negative associational value in the minds of many different consumers and that many people are confused as to whether or not given the fact that this is a base Nike product whether Nike might be endorsing this product in some way to be utilized under their name and so If you are a young student out there and you are looking for a law review or a sports journal topic or maybe you're just a college kid and you're looking for an interesting story to examine in your sports business course or your sports law course this is a good one. I don't want to be the expert. I'm not the expert. You need to do your own research because do you know what happens when I give ideas out like this? My email blows up with kids who are asking if I can basically write their paper for me they will send like 20 questions for me and say hey I don't know if you have any free time but can you spend the next 45 minutes of your day responding to these 20 detailed questions so I can cite you as an expert in my uh, in my story? No! Because I'm not an expert. I'll give you a good idea but I don't have 45 minutes to spend responding to all your questions so you can get an A on your paper. Uh, And by the way the number of kids out there that just think people have all day long to spend on the phone hey can you answer these questions and also hop on the phone with me for the next 30 minutes? No is the answer. No I cannot do it. I can give you suggestions you do the research you go look it up you write the paper you become the expert I'm throwing the alley-oop you got to catch it and dunk it in order to get the A uh, in your class. Uh, This is also interesting. Did you guys see Kelvin Sampson Uh, with Houston and Scott Drew with Baylor both to the Final Four those schools are separated by a relatively inconsequential amount of miles and now we have the Texas State Championship on one side of the Final Four bracket. What is intriguing about this is I want you to think about this. Kelvin Sampson is back uh, in sorry in the Final Four after he was fired for inappropriate phone use by Indiana. My major issue with the NCAA in general is they have created such a bureaucracy that they overwhelm everyone out there with the sheer tonnage of their rules when most of them don't matter at all. Kelvin Sampson got a show cause much like Bruce Pearl did for relatively inconsequential rule violations and now both men have gone to new schools 
Pearl at Auburn and Kelvin Sampson with Houston and taken teams to the Final Four. The NCAA for a long time basically had journalists serving as their cops and I think this is one of the universes of many where the sports media is going to end up looking really, really bad because basically what they did was do investigations at the NCAA's behest to ensure that poor kids remained poor. I'm a capitalist. It's really hard for me to get worked up if people want to make money off of their talents. I am pro-talent. If you can find a way to create a business whether it's just you individually or a larger construct business that becomes profitable more power to you that is why America is the greatest country in the world and I've been preaching this for a long time. The idea that Johnny Manziel can't sign covers of Sports Illustrated with his picture on them for money uh, giving his autograph away when kids can get his autograph and immediately go sell it uh, themselves. The idea that I think it was A.J. Green if I'm not mistaken who got in trouble because he sold cleats and his bowl game jersey. Are you kidding me? This is absolutely absurd. I am pro-talent making money off that talent. And so I think one of the really challenging we talk about right and wrong sides of history there are a lot of people in sports media who investigated whether players were being paid or not as if it was some sort of high crime and misdemeanor. When the reality is who cares? My enjoyment of college football and college basketball is not determined by what sort of car uh, somebody drives or what their apartment looks like or whether God forbid they might have been able to afford to go out to really great dinners occasionally. That's what talent dictates. You should be able to make money off of your autograph. You should be able to write a book or do music or whatever talents you want to embrace. The idea that the NCAA ensured that poor kids stayed poor despite the fact that they had talents in college is to me one of the great inequitable outcomes of our modern day sports industry and do you know who the people were who investigated to determine whether or not that was permissible? Sports media. Sports media carried all the water for the NCAA and they allowed the concept of an improper benefit to exist. What's an improper benefit? I don't even know what that phrase means. If you have talent you deserve to get paid for that talent. And as I am moving towards from rich to extremely rich a part of me is interested I'll be frank in just going out and buying the services of a lot of top high school kids in order to get them to go play at the University of Tennessee so I can enjoy them playing there. Why is there anything wrong with that? Why could I not individually decide to hire people who are college kids to work at OutKick if they want to do videos for us if they want to write for us and if we want to compensate them for it what's wrong with that? To me, that is the very essence of capitalism. If they got a talent, maybe I'm a buyer. Uh, I love all of you. Get your bets in. Tap your veins. FanDuel.com slash Clay. Uh, USC plus 9. UCLA plus 6.5. The blood bank guarantee. One more time. Tap the veins, boys and girls. Is USC plus 9. FanDuel.com slash Clay. 
That's FanDuel.com slash Clay up to $1,000 free to wager with for new users Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, West Virginia, Colorado, Virginia, Michigan, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. Those are the 10 states although more are coming soon. FanDuel.com slash Clay. This has been OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. No! On OutKick. Not Fox Sports Radio. That's later in the morning. Anyway, I get too many shows. I'll see you guys on television in a bit.